Welcome back to Podsite, everyone. Uh, actually, I should correct myself. This is going to be the first episode of Graveside Picnic. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> and with me today, I found, you know, I found a very spooky guest. Uh, how you doing, Emma? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling spooky. Feeling? Please don't say spooky. I hate that shit. I really do. Yes, yeah, it's, it it's, is it's so a annoying. bit much. <laughs> Yes. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, The Thing, the 1982 version. Uh, as, as much as I like uh, what uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Uh, I never watched that one. No thanks. I've seen it. It's not, it's, it's, I think it's worth a watch. It's certainly not up to the level of quality of the original. Yeah. I mean, this is Carpenter we're talking about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so mad that this movie like fucking tanked, like almost tanked his career. Too. I know, I know. But I I mean, it's got to feel good to have something that doesn't do well become like, I, it, I mean, it, you can't even call it a cult classic anymore. It's just a classic. I mean, this is just, it's got to be, any horror fan will, will tell you that this is, this this has to be in like your top 10. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, it's it's like fucking scary, man. It's, it's tense. Scary. It's so good. Um, and I think you really got to talk about the 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 um the score, mm. which is just so tense. And well, there's there's almost no actual like uh, like score. It's just like that. Yeah, it's the dun, 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 and it's it's a heartbeat. I mean, it's, yes. you, you listen to it and that is what it sounds like. And it just, it just ratchets up that tension even more. Um, it's, it's just such a claustrophobic movie that it, it's so much atmosphere and, and just, it's, it's when you talk about movies that are sort of like anxiety inducing, this is, this is one of them. Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> Have you ever read the, um, the John W. Campbell uh, story it's based you know, on. Yeah, no, the novella. I, I actually haven't. Um, it's one of those ones that I was like, oh, I should always, I'm always meaning to read it and I just haven't. I ha- mm-hmm. I think I have seen the original movie, yeah, which was like one. the one with like the carrot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I don't think I've ever seen what is the, the thing from another world or whatever. Uh, uh, there was one. Um, the, the, the original one, it was like, yeah, the thing from another world. It it looked like a big carrot kind of thing. Like, it just it just wasn't very scary, you know. Well, you know, I'm sure that they didn't have that much of a budget, so I'm, yeah, naturally. <laughs> so yeah, in any case, yeah, I mean, this uh, obviously they had just enough budget, and they use mm-hmm. it so so wisely. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like like really sort of looking at how quickly you get into like the, the really claustrophobic parts. Mm -hmm. It's like already a half hour in, you are just like, what is going on? Why, why are we fading to black on these particular scenes? And Mm -hmm. they don't like part of the, I felt like part of what I was noticing this time around, uh, which I, I, I don't think I've seen this movie in, like about 10 years or so mm-hmm. um, is the fact that these, the scenes, especially at the beginning don't exactly line up. They don't fit mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. each other. It's, and there, there's a couple of YouTube videos where they try and, and track down sort of like a timeline of who's infected and when, and it's like, it's hard because there's a lot of jumping around. There's a lot of like, you only see someone's shadow. So you have to mm-hmm. like, look at what they're wearing and see who it is. And like, there's discarded clothes and like, well, here's a shirt, but whose shirt is it? Because they all wear this shirt. So there's, mm-hmm. there's just, and it's Carpenter. So, you know, like his attention to detail, like I'm sure he knows exactly, you know, who and when was <laughs> happening and, and made those choices. But, you know, watching it, you, you're trying to piece together sort of, you know, who and when and where. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it keeps on keep, like it keeps on keeping you on your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something that is very difficult to do, like even deep into the movie, like even mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. almost at the end. Uh, I yeah. had forgotten uh, how how deep into the movie the the test scene happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's just such a pivotal like like when you talk about like sort of classic horror scenes, that's the one everyone 
you know, like that, that scene sticks out in this movie and it, yeah, it is at the, probably like the, the last half hour, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's all sort of like the, the, everything sort of, um, what do you call it? Uh, the, I guess the option tree has narrowed sufficiently mm-hmm. that now you need to really ratchet up, you know, who is who and, and what's going on. Yeah. Uh, There's just before, a relentless before, tension. Oh yeah. We're, we're just, but before we jump all the way <laughs> ahead to that, how did it feel this time in uh, our second year of a deadly <sighs> pandemic Man, where anyone it, could be infected? <laughs> Well, yeah, watching it in the age of COVID is just, it's, it's almost, it's uncomfortable <laughs> is <laughs> how I would, I would put it because there is this, um, it, it, it's almost sort of like there, there are two sides of it, which is one, which is like, there's this very human quality, which is like, we just don't trust one another. We don't trust mm-hmm. one another and we can't trust one another. But then the only way to get through this is to sort of depend on one another. And how do you reconcile those two things? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a great sort of, um, I guess the phrase that's popular these days is the dialectic, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you do have those things, those two opposing sort of... Uh, uh, I don't even know what their wants or needs. It's just two yeah. opposing philosophies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in tension uh, with each other because yeah, they're like out in the middle of nowhere Yep, and they can't like, it, it's funny because the, the opening scene is like the, <laughs> the helicopter chasing the <laughs> uh-huh. dog. And it, uh, I was noticing uh, this is um, apparently this is uh, Jed, the dog uh, was <laughs> what the, uh, our, our corporate overlords over at Amazon <laughs> uh, identified him as uh, a fascinating uh, animal actor who, has, who also appeared, I believe, in what is it? Um, White Fang and oh. shit, what's the name of the uh, I'm, for, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, I just remembered. Anyway, it, it, some other film like he's been he it's has very, like three or four different credits. <laughs> yeah, he's an impressive. Uh, he's got an impressive yeah. CV. So- it's a very, very long career uh, for a dog in Hollywood. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, he um, he seems to be having a, a, a great time running through that snow. Too. I mean, I mean, he's a husky, you know, like that's where they're supposed to be. Just running out in the snow, just sled dogs, just having yeah, a great yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. He, he lived a long time. He uh, what is it uh, from? He was born in 77. And died in June of 1995. Wow. That is a long lived For a dog dog. that big, yeah. Good for him. Hell yeah. Journey of Natty Gan. That's the one I was trying to remember. That wasn't even that Uh, long ago, was it? No, not not that long. I mean, uh, for 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 some of us, the 1990s have never left. <laughs> I, I keep on, I keep on like having a, a weird sort of like uh, window of yeah, mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's only 20, 20 years ago. You're like, yeah, no, no that yeah, wasn't twenty yeah, years ago. Yeah. No, I I have that problem with like two thousand. I'm like, oh yeah, two thousand. You know, like just just a few years ago, two thousand when the Iraq War was. It was just like a few years ago. No, no, it wasn't. No. No, no. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so uh, y- you get that sense right away that there's something up. And mm-hmm. there's a helicopter chasing him. And then the Norwegian dude just yeah. gets out of the helicopter and starts like shooting yeah, wildly. Yeah. And it's like, wait, well, and, and it's so funny because this is such an extinctual, again, this human thing where it's like, why are you shooting at a dog? It's a dog. We love dogs. Right. You know, well, so, also and, like it, a super, super American thing because they, yeah. he he definitely f- found the camp that would be most pro dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's this thing where it's like the one animal that we would be more likely to sort of like take in than any other would be a stray dog. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. so there's just like it's just it's so sneaky, you know, I, it's the most. It's like get in as a dog and then start to imitate humans i mean it's just it's the perfect sort of way to infiltrate 
Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. And, and I, I just found it really funny because like, they're just standing there. Like, like, you know that this is 1982. Like mm-hmm. we're still really this is if you look at the hairdos and everything. Like Kurt Russell's got like a fucking mane of hair that looks, it's like it gorgeous. Came, yeah, it came it, straight from the 70s. I just it th- he is so beautiful in this movie. I just this is the hair. It's wonderful. Yeah, full beard. You mm-hmm, know the whole mm-hmm. thing, and. uh uh, although you do get, hold on, I, I I jumped ahead because we get the scene where he's playing chess mm-hmm, with the computer. Yep, <laughs> with the computer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A a program uh, chess uh, a chess program who then beats him. So he decides he's going to pour his J and B. Yeah. <laughs> into the into but the circuit such, board. That's such a great character introduction. It's like you you know immediately who this guy is. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. He knows exactly like how to get around like rules, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's he's he is the dude that would figure out how to get you know out of the Kobayashi Maru sequence, right? Or whatever, right. right. He he's sort of this this natural leader, but at the same way, he hasn't been selected as the leader probably because he doesn't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He knows. Well, he he also knows when to. Mm-hmm. Break those rules. Yeah, you know? and it's like those rules are bullshit. Fuck it. Yeah, and then, you know, as we see, it's like whiskey. they don't they don't trust Gary. Eventually, it's like no, like this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's too by the books. We need McCready. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, it's funny because Gary is the one that shoots the Norwegian who's gone mm-hmm. sort of hog wild, mm-hmm. and uh, and shoots um, shoot, uh, what's his name now, uh, George. Which one? Yeah. There's there's too many dudes in this. Like there's too many no, dudes. It, it, too many dudes. Well, by by the end, <laughs> not so many dudes. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, George, the the bald mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, shoots him in the leg, uh, which is you know rather a rather uh, fortunate thing. And uh, Gary, from like the the safety of within the thing, breaks a window open. Not so sure you can replace windows that easily in a, Antarctica. Uh, close, yeah. <laughs> yeah, close to winter Antarctica. Um, but shoots the dude straight in the fucking head. Uh, you know, just kills him instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just sitting there like, oh, why? Why do you go crazy? You know, they 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 have several theories, and then they go over to the camp later on uh, to find you know what what's going on over at the mm-hmm. Norwegian camp. I love that they keep calling them Swedish, though. It just cracks me up. It's just like they just McGreedy. don't care. It's just like it's one of like whatever. McGreedy is is just basically doing a toned down version of Jack Burton. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> just being an ugly American. Hey, yeah. Swedes! No, 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 they're doing like whatever. Who cares? Same it thing. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, and and the funny thing is that the that also like ramps up tension because they get there and the the camp is just like just burnt out yeah a burnt just, out husk. it's a husk yeah and then they find the well this, the, you know, the, the specimen <laughs> yeah well and and I, I was just like really marveling this is another instance of like it's not necessarily that they're saving budget mm-hmm. it's they're actually ramping up tension because they don't show you exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what it is what, yeah you sort of get it obliquely and you don't see it until uh, they bring it back and Blair's like, well, yeah, what the fuck is it. this? Yeah. <laughs> because it, it, you, it, uh, honestly, like they want to save that and mm-hmm. your brain does better, does better. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, effects, it's the Jaws know? thing where it's like it's scarier when you don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. And holy shit, <laughs> it is bad. <laughs> it's like. Two things that seem to be melting together, or perhaps uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's fused. Like, yeah, like fused. Some uh, either melting together, or one is emerging from the other, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> Why did I want to see that? <laughs> <laughs> but you do, and I mean, one of the reasons I think this movie holds up so well is is sort of these practical effects. They just they look so good. Mm-hmm. Still, it, well, I, it, it just I, the, I, the creature work is amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, and no, no doubt. But but I also um, am of a mind that the practical effects, for whatever reason, 
in my own mind, I don't, I don't know if everyone works the same way, but in my own mind, I see a practical effect and it could look a little hokey. Mm -hmm. This doesn't look hokey, but it looks plastic almost, which is part of the effect, mm -hmm. but it also invites, I feel like it invites me into buying into the, the effect itself. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I am invited in to create or sort of imagine what the rest, because you only get like that one shot. And yeah. You sort of get like some weird angles and it, it doesn't ever make sense. Yeah. It doesn't and a feel lot like of a, it, the way it's it's lit, it, like when we see parts of the creature and, and it's just, it's very dark. So you just mm -hmm. get sort of like glimpses of it. And there's just like this sort of wetness to it, like a sheen. Oh, God, and just, yes. It just, it looks like innards. So much of it looks like innards. And, and oh, and don't forget the, uh, like later on, the the whipping sort of tendrils. Yeah, the like tentacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so gross. So gross, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. And by that time, like the dog is just sort of wandering around. We get that first scene where uh, it it goes into someone's room, mm -hmm. like it, it's pacing about. And yeah, it looks yeah you know, like obviously the the dog is looking very intelligent because you know off screen it's like off camera it's paying attention to its trainer, but it it's done well enough that you sort of oh this dog is like looking for yeah, something it's it's on seems, a mission it has sort of purpose yeah it, it seems a little smarter than it should be mm -hmm. and then you see that it walks up to the room where i forget who is in the room and i'm not entirely sure who is in the room i want to say it's clark uh, uh was it steve uh oh, i'm sorry richard mazur mm -hmm. um who is in charge of the dogs uh, but mm -hmm. it could be somebody else. I'm not entirely sure. You just see a, a shadow. Yeah, you just see the shadow. So yeah, and it's like we don't know who it is. So now we don't know who is infected. But the dog goes in the room. So now we know that you know one of them is compromised. Right, right. And so, um, I mean, it's. It, uh, and then we get like later. I, I'm gonna jump ahead to the horrible scene. <laughs> you know which scene I'm talking about. <laughs> The dog scene. <laughs> I know. I feel so bad. Like, I know that these are not real dogs. I know. But it just, it I kills know. me. I know. I was like, no, the dogs. But I do like the weird little, like, inside out dog that looks kind of Ugh. like a skinned rat. So I always like to show my dog and be like, look, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if, if you don't behave. That's, no, but that's what, she, what she, that's what she looks like. <laughs> So, yeah, and then you get that, like, it's you get the, the, the weird petals opening on the head. It's yeah, like, it's just this weird, bulbous, like, thing with, yeah, tentacles and, again, like, organs. Just, it's so gross. And then, yeah, like, you get the, the close-up of, like, the weird tendrils, like, whipping about and, like, mm -hmm. slowly, like, shooting out and, like, grabbing individual dogs it's it's really a horrifying scene. By yeah. the time they get there, it's just like everything is just a wet mass mm -hmm. of meat. And and I think opening because we really we really do care more about dogs than humans in movies. Like I mean, you, it's you know like people are like, well, I can't watch it if the dog dies, you know. And to start off with all of the dogs like dying and being sort of incorporated into this creepy, it just really sets the tone where it's like things are not good. <laughs> And they're only going to get worse. I'm just, I'm just imagining someone going into uh, what is it? There, there is a, a website, right? Is it does the oh, dog yeah, yeah. die? Does the dog die? Yeah, no. People will watch like all sorts of like you know movies about violence and assassination. But it's like, well, I can't watch it if the dog dies. <laughs> if, if a human <laughs> yeah, like, gets one, you know, a bullet to the brain, like you know, whatever, fuck them. But <laughs> Sallow, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Sallow, that's yeah. child's play. You but know. it's like, I mean, I get Old it. It's Yeller, like, if, no. If, if I'm watching John Wick, like I skip the part with the, with the dog. Like I can't, I can't. It upsets me too much. I think it's it's a question. Like I don't know about you, but I've always like when I've examined that in myself, mm -hmm. um, I've always come to the conclusion that because, especially with like domesticated animals, mm -hmm. uh, because they don't really have a choice yeah 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it the same. It feels like really criminal. Yeah. It feels, it's just, it's so much crueler because like we, you know, animals don't hurt people the way that people hurt people. It's the same as when like a movie with, with like a, a kid death where it's like, it's just, it's so much more affecting because it's like something that's innocent. Like we see animals as innocent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if that's entirely true, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my reading of it at least. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're right. It's, it's definitely part of that. Um, and so then, you know, you get the whole scene where they're like, you know, fire it up and something like leaps, like launches itself out of the, the mass of meat, <laughs> not completely, it feels like it's not completely formed yet mm-hmm. and it escapes up into the, like it breaks through the, the, I guess the, the roof or something. Yeah. Just the air duct or something. One of the, Yeah. And, uh, and they're like sitting there, like, honestly, like you're, you're in the same place. The characters are where it's like, mm-hmm. the fuck just <laughs> yeah, <what>? happened? <laughs> and, and it, the thing that's so great is like, they, they can't, it's not like they can just leave. Like they can't just go outside, you know, and be like, oh, well it's, you know, it's somewhere in the ceiling or in the walls. Let's just go. It's like, they, they are trapped there by you know the circumstances by the weather by all sorts of and then you know eventually they they literally can't leave because Blair goes and and does at the time what is the smart thing which is like destroy all of the tractors and shit that could get them out mm-hmm. um and I think what this this is this is like one of my favorite sort of subgenres of, of horror movie which is it everything is very claustrophobic and bad even sort of before the monsters show up. Mm-hmm. So like, this is still a place that like you could still make a horror movie about having to, you know, stay in a place in Antarctica with a bunch of guys. So using like losing your mind over, you know, a series of months. Like that's, that's right. still kind of a creepy setting where creepy things could happen. And you add to that a monster. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's, Antarctica specifically, uh, maybe not just Antarctica, but definitely like the frozen parts mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've gotten plenty of mileage out of, I mean, like yeah. the, the, what is it? The, the, the voyage of Arthur Gordon Pym, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, a, uh, an inspiration to Lovecraft writing at the mountains of madness. Mm-hmm. Um, recently the terror which is you know on the other yeah. on the other side of the uh poles uh you know it's it's really sort of the extreme yeah it's uh, a great setting i mean even something like the shining where it's like you're you're in a completely <clears> empty <throat> hotel because it's the winter season and and you know it's cold you're, you're just in the rocky tra- yeah you're trapped in this place where you can't leave or uh, what one of my favorite horror movies is the descent um oh, which wow, is like yeah. you are in a place that is so claustrophobic and scary just just already and and you know they mm-hmm. they get you know trapped in these caves and it's like well we don't know if we're ever going to get out of these caves again and then things get worse when yes you, show up. you yeah. find yeah. you find chuds down yeah. there you know <laughs> like oh whoops um, but it's like you you know you, uh, it would be scary even without those shit the descent i still like I, i'm not a i'm not a hugely claustrophobic person Oh but man, the they where, they induce claustrophobia. Like if you're oh not, no no for sure. And I I I don't know how they film that because I I would have straight up been like I'm not going in that thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the 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 whole scene where um one of the one of the women uh, goes through that tiny yeah. little fucking crevice yeah. and almost gets stuck in there. Yeah. Like, Jesus and like, Christ! Can't breathe, and they're trying to get her out, and it's like it's it's pitch black. You know, all they have are their little like helmets with the lights on them, and I'm like I I'm watching it like in my room, and I'm like I. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> right, right. It's it's horrific. But yeah, I think there is something to um, just, you know, like extreme environments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the environment itself is already an antagonist, right? Mm-hmm. It's something yeah. that is trying to kill you. Um, it, it doesn't have any malice, but then you inject, you, you introduce a monster. <laughs> yep. And it's, and then it's and like, it has you, you, you have your, you know, it's between a rock and a hard place. It's like, well, do you stay inside and face the monster or do you go outside and face, you know, certain death in the cold? Right. Right. And, and, and this is also like when they find the, 
the the really um weird thing is uh they find the uh in in the norwegian camp they find mm-hmm. that weird sort of block of ice yep this is just a square like like maybe 12 feet long and it's like car like it's it's hollow right and you're like so they know like the oh, what yeah what was in that and you know it, it becomes clear to you in the later scene where they actually go out to where they were yeah. like exploring and drilling and stuff that, you know, this is a creature that does not really Belong. mind being cold. Yeah. You know, it can freeze and it's fine. Yeah. And then McCready wears that hat. <laughs> oh God, that hat is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. That <laughs> so I was just like, see that, that, that is a guy that is really confident. He can wear that stupid I, hat. I remember I, at some point I had watched the, um, or listened to the um, commentary and, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell were both like arguing over who was responsible for the hat. <laughs> and, and John Carpenter was like, no, no, I, th- I think, I think, I think Kurt Russell like specifically picked that hat. And Kurt was like, no, I didn't. No, no. <laughs> the costume people gave it to me. This is like, one of you has to take responsibility for this. <laughs> it just reminds me of, you remember that um, Calvin Hobbes <laughs> strip where it's like you know, maybe sombreros are in this year and he's like no they're not that's not punk rock <laughs> yeah just Hobbs is out there wearing a sombrero by the tree yeah it's so good <laughs> but yeah it's just like it's just very um it's very large and it's like very distracting <laughs> it's like why are you- it's so funny too <laughs> but I, I i can only imagine that it must be like super effective like i i mean well, regardless of how yeah. it looks I mean, like it must be the, the, you know, the reflective glare off of ice. It's, it's no joke. You get very badly sunburned. I've heard. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I, I myself have not gone anywhere that's been quite that snowy. But, um, but yes, I, I've heard that. <laughs> I can also believe it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in any case, uh, they find that huge block of ice and it's like, what the fuck was in there? And then, you know, like, like the, the whole thing where they go out and they, they, <laughs> they're sitting there like watching the videotapes because they brought back like some, some writing because mm-hmm. it's, you know, they, they don't know what's in the writing because it's in Norwegian, in Norwegian but, yeah. you know, but they, they bring back some videotapes as well and, and so on. And they find out that the Norwegians had been like drilling down into the ice uh, some like five or six miles away from their camp and they go back out to where they were and uh, and it becomes rather clear mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, well there's a gigantic yeah, there's a huge uh, saucer <laughs> under the ice and then like a few meters away from the edge one of the one of the edges is like you know a square cut of ice and it's like that's the payoff right there mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. it folks Uh, yeah it's 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 great because it it really establishes just how dangerous the creature is in this environment too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean yeah the fact that it you know was able to survive that sort of destroy this norwegian camp and then and then Uh, the fact that the the body even though it's been like burnt to a crisp still is alive and gets uh was it bennett he gets bennett or something can't remember which one it is. Uh, yes. But yeah, like yes, you just and you just see the tendrils come out from oh, underneath God. the sheet over the corpse, which what we think is like this burned out husk of a corpse, but it's like still alive and it's oh, it's when, like this thing windows, can't die. Yeah, like Windows looks at the corpse, he pulls back like that gray, like army issue type mm-hmm. sheet. Uh, uh blanket, I should say. And like he looks at it and he's like, ah, oh, you know, says some some stupid shit and puts it over, and when he turns around, like you see the like just some movement and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. And, and it's that, such, so good the, too. The Bennett part to me, I don't know. It's probably the, the scariest moment to me, I think when they're chasing him out in the snow and he falls Oh God, and yes. because he looks up and he's, he's got a human face except for his eyes and his hands mm-hmm. are like, you know, all fucked the up, but he flipper, makes this flipper, like claws. He makes shit. this sound when he opens his mouth and it's just like this, this shriek and it's just it's just really chilling yeah because it it sounds like he's in pain and it looks like him but it's just there's just nothing yeah there's nothing behind the eyes yeah Yeah. Uh, it it reminds me weirdly of um did you ever see the uh the 70s uh 
Body Snatchers movie. Yeah, the old one with uh, was it Donald yeah. Sutherland? Yeah, with yeah. Donald Sutherland, like the 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 shriek at the end. Yeah, it reminded me of that, but also like this is just like because I think that's that's why it works so well. They come up behind him and. Mm-hmm. It's the shock of like you come around and he's he's like uncanny, right? Yeah. Because he's he's almost just so close to being human, and then Mm -hmm. you look down at like the fucking claw-like fucking flipper hands. It's that uncanny valley where he's yeah, he's just close enough to being human, and and it's like you, you it's yeah, it's just so upsetting, and it's you 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 start to question in this movie like do do the people who have been sort of incorporated or, or, you know, taken over, do they know that they've been taken over? Because when they're doing the blood tests and you can see everyone's faces, like they, they are scared every mm-hmm. time that wire touches the blood. Like it, it's like, they don't know themselves. They don't know if they can even trust their own minds. Right. Right. I mean, that is totally like, it, it reminds me of, um, uh, like the the Battlestar Galactica two uh, thousands one, mm-hmm. where like you know the the, the people who had, who were actually that looked like people but were actually you know right. sleep or cyborg. Yeah, and the side like the side like they they didn't know and they they had lived their whole lives sort of like thinking they were one thing and then to find out you're another, and and you just you see that fear. It's like they don't know what's going to happen when that wire hits the blood. Like there's this could could I be, you know, a monster. So I guess my so uh, honestly, uh, so this is the first instance of the Among Us game, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Antarctic edition. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly like um, I wonder about that because like, does the if it's a perfect copy, mm-hmm. does it retain like if your memories are in fact just a collection of chemicals that are you know sort of suspended in your brain some in certain patterns, mm-hmm. can it then mimic even that? And so I, I yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it's it's like first off you get the the initial shock of like well you can't trust what you thought you knew about the world because you've now met sort of in a very sort of Lovecraftian way, Mm -hmm. you've met a creature that does not really, that the physics that you know and what life is and, you know, how it, you know, how life survives, these rules do not apply. Yep. So, you know, does it then mimic you so perfectly that you that it then believes they're you mm-hmm. and and i think especially because we don't know the timeline of like when or who is infected when like we don't know at what point people are making like are they making those decisions is is the thing making those decisions like we know that um blair understands you know the computer tells them there's that little sort of bit of exposition where the computer's like oh by the way uh there's 75 percent chance that like you'll all die or or that it'll escape or something well, no, it's, like uh, that 75 of the camp of the, uh, 75 right. chance that uh the entire camp, camp gets infected right and, and then he runs he runs the uh calculation which i found to be very generous considering what we know now yeah that you know how long it would take to overtake the entire population of the earth. And it's, it said something like, was it 27,000 hours? Uh, See, I, it, I, I checked that out. It's, it's three years. No, it'll be, yeah, I think it'd be faster than that. I think that's, oh, yes, yes, that's, being, sure. very, that's being very conservative. Um, yes. Especially <laughs> now that like, I'm sorry, but looking at COVID, no, 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 no. <laughs> it would not take three years. No, well, I mean, uh, the, in, in, Knowing what we know now, a remake of The Thing, which we should never remake, but if anyone were trying to do that, you'd have to have some weird faction uh, in in the U.S., of course, yeah. that would, uh, you know, meet someone who is who's, uh, you know, sort of uh, thought to be a thing and just decides, no, you know, uh, yeah. I don't believe it. I'm going to French kiss no, this person. It's not right real. I, I refuse to believe that The Thing is real. It's like, well, you could yes. you could maybe take this, you know, vaccine and then it would prevent. It's like, well, I'm not going to take that. I don't think so. I think that the see, the the problem is that the RNA vaccines, uh, they alter your DNA <laughs> and it's really not much different than the thing itself. So 
tomato tomato is what I'm going to say. Uh, Folks, this is entirely a joke. Please do not believe any of these things. Please get vaccinated. Please stop eating medicine that's meant for horses. Please. Yes. Don't don't eat the horse paste. Um, No matter how good it tastes. Well, apparently it tastes terrible. So they're trying to figure out like how to mix it with other food. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Wow. I I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. It would, I'd, 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 I'd say it'd take like six months before the thing took over. Oh yes. I, I agree. Like it it would take over so quickly. It is, it is really even scarier now. And Um, what's interesting though, is that they, they, I mean like Blair acts, in a very sort of selfless manner at the beginning, he takes out all of the escape routes. He destroys the radios. Like he tries to limit, you know, how far this thing can, can really spread um, knowing that basically it's too late for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, then sort of barricades himself. Um, no, they barricade. Oh, sorry, they barricade him. And then, <laughs> right, yes, because so then they great. find it with the, with, the, with the noose, and it's like, no, no, no let me out. <laughs> it's so um, funny. I'm feeling much better now. Yeah, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, like, McCready just, like, closes yeah, the fucking closes speakeasy. Like, no, no, you're going to stay there. Um, but, I mean, like, he, he does, like, that is the right thing to do. That is the selfless, responsible thing to do, and he does it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's rather interesting because... Uh, uh, you know, because of the turn later on, uh, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess, you know, we, we, we could, you know, put some spoiler, uh, tags here for a movie that is now, I mean, it's like, come uh, on, it's like 30, 40, 40 years old, 38 yeah. years old or something yeah. like that. Come on. Um, but yeah, in any case, like, uh, I, I just, and also it's Wilford Brimley who mm-hmm. he's, he's, so he's just, just so good. <laughs> I love he's him in everything. Tremendous. Um, and uh, yeah, so so he like he goes like ape shit and just mm-hmm. like takes an axe to all the all the radio equipment, uh, and with poor windows like trapped in the <laughs> in the radio room. He's like Jesus Christ, just like in the corner cowering. <laughs> and the thing is, like they and, think that he is infected and that he's you know trying to prevent them from like getting help. But like what he's actually doing is trying to contain the spread. He, I mean, he's doing the right thing. See, Blair is actually advocating early on for a complete lockdown, which is correct. <laughs> yes, it is. As we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ, I keep on coming back to our real life. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's it's so applicable. It's it's kind of scary. But yeah, and it's like and they get mad at him for that. Even I think even, you know, knowing the risk they they still are you know like how you know why would you do that how could you do that it's like what you want people to come you want to infect more people you want to spread it farther it's like no we have to deal with this here and now right right and i i would argue that even mcready who eventually takes on uh the leadership of the Mm -hmm. entire group um probably right almost up until the end still think that still may think that there's a chance yeah i think they're all acting uh, thinking that there is sort of a way out of this, probably up until, I, I would say maybe you know just after the the um blood test when I think I think he realizes mm-hmm. at that point that it's sort of like gone too far that yeah there have been there, there's like too many losses and that there's there's no way to get out and and I think especially when they find out you know that Blair has been. <laughs> building a spaceship underneath his so been busy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like oh yeah he put, he, he, he put it apart somehow he put it together with spare parts like what spare parts it, it's it's really it's one of those things that I, I still think about and i go like well shit how where, where did he get the all the parents how did he dig through the ice <laughs> Yeah, look, look like, it's, did he did it like shift shape shift and like use like I don't know like it some made sort of bear shovel claws? hands. Okay, let's not overthink <laughs> it. It's in any case, it's it's you know it, it's like uh it's sort of Shawshank Redemption time where you've been paying attention to something else and you come back and you're like oh shit there's a fucking tunnel here <laughs> and there's like a a mini it's so great because it's like a miniature version of the spaceship that you see saucer, yeah. They're like, well, he's been busy. <laughs> it's so, but they're like three I, days. 
It's so great because that's that's the lie. He's like, oh yeah, he's been busy, and they just keep on moving. It's yeah. like, well, he's not around, so. Yeah, so they've got bigger things to deal with. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they could have probably dismantled or blown up the 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 mini spaceship, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't you know fully completed. But anyway, um, I think that that's where like McCready d- decides that yeah, like uh, everything. Well, not not only that, but he has had like this. Uh, you know, like this real sort of hard on against Childs, which mm-hmm. is a very, a very young, and I'm, I always mix up his name. Is it Keith David? I always want to say David Keith. And yeah, it's like his two first names. He's so good. Yes, he's he's great. Yeah. Also, like super, like he's super baby faced in this, which is really yeah. Funny. He's so little. He's still got that voice though. He's got such a good voice. Oh no, he's got a great voice. Uh, you know, this is you know, come on, this is the guy that. When I when I was like uh, like twenty something, like I was watching Gargoyles simply because I of him, you know? I don't want to talk about Gargoyles. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh I, no! I, I look. I had I had a very very big crush on Goliath. It's it was a thing. It's <laughs> okay. I, I I you know I can I can I can really understand why. He's, he's a very imposing he was, character. He was so series. tall. So tall, uh, but yeah. So noble, so noble. <laughs> just you know, just cry tears because he's just so good. It's just- it's, it's like uh, the the guy in Conan where he has to cry for Conan because mm-hmm. Conan can't cry can't, for yeah. himself. Goliath can't so, cry. Anyway. He's a leader. Okay, he has responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, by that time, Childs is like running sort of uh, a little amuck. Mm-hmm. And by that time, uh, McCready's like, yeah, we got to deal with that too. Uh, and he, you know, like it sort of sets up the, the, the final scene, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're sitting basically like almost gleefully, like throwing fucking dynamite into every fucking <laughs> yeah, like, fuck room you, of the fuck base. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they, they decide that they're going to blow, you know, like just basically sink it into the ice mm-hmm. and, this is this is basically the like blow it from orbit kind of you know solution that they've decided. It's like they yeah he figures out that the the thing wants to basically hibernate again. Like it's gonna Once go the, back yeah, to get sleep back into the ice and then so let's heat things up. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 yeah, again, it's like okay, well, we're gonna sacrifice ourselves because obviously they can't you know survive the cold, but, but yeah, you know we're like, gonna. Blow this they, up. they don't have they don't have a chopper uh yeah they, they don't have they anything make sure that their that their little uh tractor is like you know out of fuel mm-hmm. you know, they use the fuel to blow blow shit up too um but it's like you so, you yeah. know they're at that point where it's like okay well we can either allow the thing to infect all of us and then let it sleep and then wait for more people to come and kill or we can kill ourselves but also kill it in the you know, aftermath, which, you know, if you're going to go out, might as well take the thing with you. Yep. I believe that's what they call, I, I may mispronounce this, is a pyreic victory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very literally so, because <laughs> you're just burning yourself up with the enemy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, if if if, if you're going to die, might as well go out with a bang. And, and a bang? Mm-hmm. And a bang they do. Yeah. Um, this is one of my favorite endings of all time, honestly. It's, oh my God, it's so good. It's just. Because like, you know, like, well, they, they have the, the, the showdown, uh, back on, in, in the tunnels, mm-hmm. uh, under the base where the generator room is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the generator has been like fucking just dis- destroyed. Uh, and they're trying to sort of set like bundles of dynamite around to just, you know, just bring it all down. And uh, right there at the end, like uh, poor Gary, who's who survived this long (laughs) being sort of a hapless semi leader initially. And uh, Blair just sort of comes out of nowhere and just like shoves his fingers into his face. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) It's it's awful. It's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like into his flesh of his face. It's like. uh... I, you know, there's there's such a sort of like invasiveness to a lot of the sort of possessions. It's just a thing that Alien does as well, where it's just sort of this body horror, this this fear of being sort of 
like, um, I don't know, implanted or invaded or violated in a way. But it's mm -hmm. just like, yeah, it's just fingers right into your face, just sinking inside you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it's it's like that that bodily autonomy type of mm -hmm. problem mm -hmm. that, you know, like that it's presenting is is horrific because, yeah, you, like the the most I guess the most essential boundary that a human being may have is their skin. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, just to have like something go like, oh, you're you made of meat. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need, I need more mass to do something. Oh uh, yeah. Which and is, then he just uh, becomes this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that apparently in the, um, in the original story, which I'd read ages ago, I just do, do not have a very good memory of it. Um, which is an interest, uh, an interesting deviation in this film is that um, in the original novella, it's the same camp. Like the American camp is the one that finds the ship and everything. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're the ones who dig up the the thing. So I find it that this was much wiser because it then it has this further element of paranoia to it yeah i i think it was a smart choice to sort of because then there's this um there's more of an unknown and it's like well we've already been infected but then the discovery of that that it's already taken over these other people that there's this sort of backstory there that that it um it just yeah it just creates what am i trying to say that sort of level of separation does create sort of an added anxiety because you don't know the whole story. Right. Right. It, it's, it's not, it's not sort of spelled out to you. And when they visit the Norwegian camp, like one of the first horrific scenes is the guy that's like cut his own throat and his veins. Mm -hmm. And it's just like all the blood's just like frozen. Yeah, it's just frozen. Yeah. And it's like just like these blood icicles dripping from his wrists, and you're like, it's so Jesus cool, but Christ. it's like so gross. No, I mean it's great. It's yeah. so such a great thing, and and obviously it tells you that something really bad happened yeah. here. Like, yeah, when you see that that someone chose to you know do that as opposed to face whatever it was, it's like, oh, that's not good. That <laughs> something bad happened. Um, <laughs> But yeah, in the original novella, also, it, it, I I think that there's some uh, discussion of the the thing needing specific mass hmm. uh, to. And I, I mean, that's the science fictional, like the the science and the science fictional aspect of it. Uh, I don't think that you need to really follow all those rules in a in a film. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if like you know Carpenter was like just paying attention to detail and yeah figuring out how many bodies it had already swallowed yeah. no i mean again point. again like he's he's very good at the details so um but yeah so then the 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 thing yeah it just uh, becomes perhaps and it's big just gigantic just gross just I, I don't even how do i even describe it like a weird like <laughs> i don't know just like mishmash it, of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like a dog and <laughs> if if the word mashup never scared you before, <laughs> watch this movie. Really. I mean, it has like a a somewhat of a head. Yeah, I don't know it's, I mean, because I don't know, it's just yeah. like a giant mouth with giant fangs and then its belly opens up and then another head mm -hmm. <laughs> comes yeah, out of there. It's, it's it's so great. It's just this big disgusting mass of like teeming body parts and all very moist yeah just wet with like teeth and and fangs and tentacles it's it's tremendous yeah. and you know like we get that showdown and then mcgreedy like throws like uh his last stick of dynamite mm -hmm. uh throws it at it and you know you get the big explosion and and you know everything explodes because you know there's enough just other dynamite just <laughs> scattered about around. just yeah it just happens and uh so you get this like very sort of aerial shot of just like the entire well i i guess that's one way that uh after you're done shooting you know <laughs> you can just get rid of the set yeah uh, just blow it up just blow it up 
and in the smoldering remains, uh, you know, like McCready is just like just takes a break, sits down, yeah, sits leans down. up against. He's got his like drink. a blackened, the blackened timbers of you know what might have been the base before, and suddenly out of nowhere comes. Childs, who's like, yeah, where were you? He's like, yeah, he's like, excuse, where? he's like, oh, I thought I saw Blair, but it wasn't him. And it's like, okay. There's like only three guys left at this mm-hmm. point. Come on, bro. <laughs> you got to come up yeah. with a better story. And it's, it's great because it's like, okay, so you're probably infected, but mm-hmm. I've done everything I had to do. And so, and it's just the perfect ending where, you know, McCready's like, you know, I, I don't think either one of us is in any condition to do anything about it. And, you know, Charles right. agrees. It's like, so they, they're just, and he says, why don't we just sit here for a while and see what happens? Yeah. It's, and then, and, and they just, fade, they just do. Fade to black. And they, you know, pass, passes the, the flask and then the music, the score kicks back on the like, doon doon, and then it pulls back. It, it's just such a good ending because it's just ambiguous enough, but you still won. But there's right. still that. But it's like you still know that this isn't this isn't a happy ending, even though it's a victory. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it's it's um, and and I, I I've been thinking about this a lot, like ever since I saw this little video. Um, do you know who uh, Lit Crit guy is? Does like these little YouTube videos? I don't think I've seen those. He did this one on on like uh, specifically Bloodborne, the game, mm. and. Uh, and uh, it, it really sort of distilled the ethos behind uh, a lot of those games, which is basically it, it's it's the trolley problem, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But except that you have to sort of accept that you can only lose better. Yeah. And I feel like that's people probably take away from the ending of this movie that, you know, oh, well, this sucks. They they lost. And he's like, no, no, they they won. Yeah. They just did not survive. Right. Right. And it's it's this um very again, a very human thing where it's like, I I know I'm not going to survive, but I made sure that humanity is going to survive. And in that way you you are a hero of a kind. And there is, you know, something sort of noble in that. Right. Right. I mean, and I feel like the funny thing about the Carpenter, uh, you know, like Carpenter's interpretation is that it sort of steps away from the original novella. You know, Campbell being Campbell uh, was I feel like the novella was very much uh, anti-communist and obviously the thing and assimilation and all that (laughs) stuff was all very Oh, you got to watch out for those communists. You know, they'll sleep in the ice and they'll take you over. Um, There's nothing worse like, than solidarity. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll just swallow you up. They're unionizing. Like ca- Stop them. Not like capitalism. Capitalism's great. It, it, it espouses personal yeah, responsibility and choice. Great. <laughs> oh, yes. Um but, you know, and it's funny because uh, Carter's adaptation sort of doesn't, it doesn't feel anything like that. Yeah. It's just like straight up body horror. If it's a monster, mm-hmm. he's from space. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's and horrifying. I, there, there are so many things that this could be a metaphor for, but I don't, yeah, I don't see that reading of it. Um but I, just for the way that, you know, humans treat each other, the way that we respond to crises, all it just it, it, it is a very um, sort of universal movie in that sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's really good. I mean, it, it, it sort of sucks that it came out. It, was it the week after E.T.? Yeah, I think it was like two weeks after E.T., but yeah, people were sort of wanting to hug aliens then and not... <laughs> afraid of them <laughs> well because you know you we we had this you know the space race was getting yeah. back on board and space shouldn't be scary honestly these are these are takes i've heard from <laughs> from people it's like 
oh, another another movie about it. Like not specifically this movie, uh, but like was it the the Europa Report? I remember somebody like rolling their eyes, like yet another movie about how <laughs> the space going in space is scary. Is like it is. Space is scary. We don't belong there. Come on. <laughs> we we get we get. We can get cancer real easy. Uh, our bones disintegrate. Uh, our eyeballs flatten. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's we're not a, supposed to be yeah, there. We're, it's not. It's the space to me is the same as sort of like the deep sea. Like you are clearly not supposed to exist in that space. Everything everything about it is designed to kill us. Yes. But, you know, give someone enough privilege and they'll want to go there. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I mean, that's why they make such good horror settings, though. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. Uh, the Abyss is, is great for that. Oh, ah, so good. That one's so good. Yeah, we should do that one, too. <laughs> what? Why not? Why not? I mean, Hell maybe yeah. not this second, but uh, but yeah. Yeah. I, 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 do have, I do have my quibbles with the Abyss, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Um, I do think it's underrated, but I do think oh, yeah. the uh, the ending is a little, you know, iffy. But yeah. I also love Ed Harris, so... I, I mean, yeah. Ed Harris yeah. is so great, oh, in, that, so great. in that flick. He's... Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, we, we could... We could gush about the abyss, but uh, this is actually about the thing. It's a yeah, whole other yeah. set of aliens. Okay, that's uh, true. <laughs> yeah, the abyss isn't so scary either. So probably not great for graveside picnic, but maybe for regular podside picnic fair. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll have you back for for the abyss. Sounds uh, good. How about that? <laughs> All right. Well, in any case, uh, I guess. We got to the end of the movie. It's fucking great. If you haven't seen this, what are you waiting oh, for, please folks? Please do. It's it's worth it. I promise. It, especially like right now, it's it's just a, it's a good distraction from life, and then also very um, relevant. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but but not in, also in, like I'm in a way that like I'm I don't want to watch like. What was when everyone's watching Contagion? Like I don't want to watch a Contagion movie about like or disease or, or yeah. It's like I, I but this is you know it's a, it's relevant but not in a like disease way. Well, it's it's relevant in a a sort of remove mm-hmm. uh, that is that you would want right because it's sort of the metaphor you know the literal metaphor here is that yeah the thing is sort of passes along like a pathogen but it's he's an alien dummy he's not a virus. Yeah. Um, and I would say that there's that uh, line when he's sort of dictating um, to his, uh, what is it, his little yeah, tape thing. And it's, it's, and he's kind of sighing. He's like, nobody trusts anybody now. And we're all very tired. <laughs> that is just like sort of what I've been repeating to myself for like the past year and a half. Just like none of us trust anybody now, and we're all very tired. Well, I mean, uh, McCready at that point hasn't slept for like four days. Yeah. So I, I, I can, I can really see how you'd be tired, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like definitely go watch it. Uh, I mean, if if the if the mood strikes, you go watch the 2012 The Thing that somehow needs to set up the entire backstory. <laughs> Which was handled in like 15 minutes in this film, <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, yeah. A- as Emma said, it's worth a watch, but uh, not not. It's not this. necessary. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't consider it necessary. Um, but yeah, in any case, thanks for coming on, Emma. You're uh, welcome. Thanks you for having have, me. Yes, uh, glad to have you back. And uh, do you have any irons in the fire that you want to tell our? fine folks about nothing i can talk about officially yet okay oh super Mm. secret publishing you know you know how it is it works at a snail's pace so yeah always Mm -hmm. uh even for short fiction but that's (laughs) another story all right well (laughs) hey hey. uh but yeah thanks for coming on and thanks for listening folks uh and we'll catch you next time on wait Reeve side pick. <laughs> 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 <laughs>